Today's episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Follow-Up Boss. The best of the best know that outstanding follow-up is essential for a thriving real estate business. And more than ever, they're using Follow-Up Boss, the leading CRM for real estate, to make it happen. Follow-Up Boss helps you convert more leads. Robert Slack, founder of the number one real estate team in the United States, uses it in his $1.5 billion business. Deborah Beagle uses it to guarantee that agents who join her team get two homes under contract in their first 90 days. And Barry Jenkins uses it to automate everything to run his $200 million team on a 25-hour work week to reclaim his work-life balance. Now, for a limited time, Follow-Up Boss is doubling their free trial for Keeping It Real podcast listeners. Go to followupboss.com forward slash real for 30 days of unlimited access, no credit card required. That's followupboss.com forward slash real for a 30-day free trial. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Kyle Whistle from EXP. But before we get to Kyle, just a few quick reminders. First, as always, we say thank you for continuing to listen and support our show. The best way you can help us is by telling a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that you know that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Kyle and send them a link to our website. Um, that's keepingitrealpod.com. Or if the person you're referring to us is a podcast person, just have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you are an iTunes user, oh, we would love it if you'd leave us a review. It helps us grow, helps us learn what our uh, audience likes and dislikes about our show. So feel free to leave us a review. We really appreciate it. But now, on to our interview with Kyle Whistle. Realty Group with EXP in San Diego. Now, let me tell you about Kyle. Kyle leads the Whistle Realty Group, which is brokered by EXP Realty, and they are currently ranked number one in San Diego County for the seventh year in a row and number three in California by Real Trends, as advertised in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Kyle was also named, and this is beyond amazing, if that wasn't amazing enough, he's also named the number one video influencer in North America by BombBomb. His team has closed over 3,000 transactions with over $2 billion in sales volume. And he's a husband, he's a proud father of a beautiful daughter, and he has two pet pigs. And in 2014, Kyle's wife and he founded Penelope's Purpose, which is a nonprofit pot-bellied pig rescue. Kyle is also a sought-after speaker at various conferences where he reveals his sales and marketing strategies that has taken his team to the top. He's also the author of the Media Mayor Mastermind, video training course, which is where he teaches realtors best practices for shooting, editing, and distributing video content so that you can get more leads and clients. To learn more about Kyle and everything that he's all about, go to his website, which is thewhistleway.com. And that's uh, whistle is W-H-I-S-S-E-L. Again, thewhistleway.com. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you, man. I appreciate the introduction. That was a good read. <laughs> I, well, thanks. I, I am. <laughs> it's, it's fun. I always love, you know, learning about our guests and you are somebody that I'm so excited to have on the show. You're, you know, I've always, whenever I've looked at your content, I've been really impressed because I know you've spoken, you, you've, you've been at conferences, you've spoken with Tom Ferry, uh, you've spoken at Tom Ferry events, and you're super dynamic and, and exciting. And I'm a marketing guy, so I love great marketing. And obviously, you're a great real real estate firm as a uh, real estate team as well. Uh, but I just love great marketing. And, and that's what you're all about. Um, so before we get into all the cool stuff that you do, I'd love to hear about, you know, how you got into real estate. Yeah, so growing up, I despised real estate. Uh, my dad 
Uh, and my mom moved to San Diego from Buffalo, New York in 1979. Um, and luckily they moved before they had me. So I didn't have to grow up in Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> great place to visit. I could not imagine growing up there. Um, and my dad was in real estate from the day I was born. And um, let's just say sometimes real estate took uh, precedent over me. Um, sure. So my dad was just, you know, constantly working constantly on the phone, all of those things. Um, so just growing up, I was never a huge fan of real estate because um, I kind of associated real estate with that. Um, sure. And that's not what I wanted to be. So kind of hated real estate growing up. Um, while I was in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, but I was like, whatever, I'm gonna go to college because that's just what you're supposed to do. And while I was there, my dad kept pushing me. He's like, you got to buy something. You got to buy something. This was in 2002 uh -huh. and just kept pushing me. You got to buy, you got to buy, you got to buy. Um, and I was like, I'm a college student that sells <laughs> popcorn at the movie theater. Like I can't afford a house. And he's like, just, you have good credit, sign this thing and they'll give you a house. And so I bought a house for like half a million dollars while I was uh, 20 years old wow. in college. Was this, was this back in the days of like the interest only loans and, and that sort of time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they pretty much just days. put a mirror under my nose. I fogged the mirror and they gave me <laughs> half a million bucks. It was great. Um, I sold that property three months later and I made $17,000, which oh, when you're just got a nickel an hour raise for scooping popcorn, and then you got a $17,000 check. I was just like, all right, I know I've despised real estate my whole life, but we should probably talk. Um, and so, yeah, I worked with my dad on the commercial uh, side of it. Cause that's where he specialized in, um, mostly multifamily apartment buildings and retail. And so I did that with him for about six years and then transitioned over to the residential side on my own um, around 2008. And uh, yeah, just been a top performing team here in San Diego ever since. Wow, 2008 too. That's a that's an interesting time to get into the residential uh, market. If, for those of us that are old enough to remember what happened around that time, uh, it's a particularly difficult time for I would say established agents. But I guess you sort of starting in the residential space. I wonder if it was almost a great sort of training ground because so many people were exiting the business and were frustrated. I imagine you know, you probably just learned how to do it in the worst possible environment, which probably makes it when it's better, uh, like when the market's, you know, obviously it's up now, uh, it probably makes it so much easier when things are better. Yeah, I mean, the reason I moved from commercial to residential, um, one, the commercial side was drying up because we were selling yeah. apartment buildings to people who would then gut them and um, convert them into individual condos and then sell them off individually. And then the city of San Diego and all the other surrounding cities pretty much put an end to that because literally every apartment building in town was getting converted and they were running out of rentals. So the city shut that down. And so now all my investors had nothing to buy anymore. They're like, well, I can't buy these apartments if I can't convert them to condos. So what else can I buy? And I, was, I started looking around and I was like, you could buy one of these like foreclosed houses um, and then I'd look and I'd be like, holy crap, like this girl's got 300 of these listings. And then I'd be like, or you could buy one of these short sales. And this guy's got 500 short sales. And I was like, that's freaking crazy. Like, you know, commercial, I was closing like a deal every two or three months, big checks, yeah. which is cool. Uh, but in your early twenties, big checks are not necessarily the best thing. Cause you just blow the money. Um, so I saw kind of an opportunity one to get out from under my dad's, you know, wing, um, and then two, to get something that would be a little bit more stable and consistent on the income side of it. Um, and so I jumped over. I started out initially doing a lot of short sales because I could just run direct mail marketing campaigns and sure. help people out that were in trouble. And that was very rewarding and, and helping a lot of people. Um, and then at the same time, I was really working on like the relationship side of things with the banks to, you know, get the properties assigned to me once they were foreclosed on. And um, eventually those, you know, those efforts started to pay off. And eventually I landed accounts with Fannie Mae Direct, HUD Direct, and, and then Bank of America and Chase. And it was Wachovia at the time and a bunch of other banks. So, I mean, it was a, it was really fun. We did a, a ton of business back then. Um, and that kind of taught me early in my career to not just think about like, how do I go from one listing to the next, to the next? Like, how do I establish a relationship that's going to get me streams of, of business? Um, and so that, that was a good way for me to get into it. And that's just kind of how I've always thought since then. 
Yeah, it's really a smart strategy. I, I sort of remember those those days. I I don't practice real estate myself, but I was around uh, around during that time, and um, I remember. I remember I would get calls all the time from agents, you know, who are interested in joining our firm and, and they would say things like, Hey, what kind of relationships do you have with banks? And are you getting these, these listings, you know, assigned to you? And I was like, no, that's, that's really what you would have to do. You'd have to go out and build those relationships. And, um, it's tough to do. And, and because everybody wants those listings and, um, very, very difficult, but, uh, it's amazing that you, you got through and, and have built this incredible business since. And, and how big is your team now? Now you have, it's not just you, you have a, a pretty good size team there. Yeah. I mean, we started the year with 25 agents and we're now north of 60 agents. Um, so we've Amazing. had massive growth this year. Um, last year we finished at 267 million. This year we'll finish near the 400 million in volume. Unbelievable. That's really, really, we, we have 44,000 agents here in Chicago and uh, trying to think of what the top agent does, probably about about four hundred million. And so, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible what what your your team has accomplished. It is. It's it's incredible. Um, I would love to talk about. Well, first, we should mention, by the way, that if you are an agent and are looking to join up with a team, in particular, if you're in the San Diego area and you're looking to join, I would want to join the number one team. That would seem like that would be a good idea for me if I was an agent there. Um, but do you you also have agents not just in the San Diego area? Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, so locally within Whistle Realty Group, we're, you know, in massive growth mode. I think we have six agents starting next week. Um, so we're definitely growing locally. We've literally got more leads than we can handle right now. Um, and we utilize ISAs to take those leads and turn them into appointments for our agents. So our, our ISAs teed up over 150 appointments for our agents just this month alone. Um, and these are high quality appointments. This isn't like you're oh, hey, Kyle, you got a, a call with this guy tomorrow at three. Good luck. Like I'm talking, you've got like paragraphs of notes, you know, their motivation, you know, their disc profile, you know, where they want to go, when they want to get there, where they're at financially, like super high quality appointment. So yeah, if you're local in San Diego and, and you're looking for something where a lot of the work is done for you and you can focus on the fun stuff of meeting clients and showing properties and, and doing deals, we should talk and, and whether you're, you know, in the States or really internationally at this point, we also have the EXP side um, of our business where we do a ton of collaboration with all of the top teams around the country. Um, within our group, we call it fast forward movement. We've got over a hundred agents or teams doing 50 million plus in our group. So super high level masterminding with all of the best teams really across the world at this point. Um, and really helping people grow from, you know, wherever they're at. We took a, one of our guys from 8 million to 200 million in three years. And oh. one of our girls from six transactions to 60 in two years. So um, wherever you're at in your business, if you want to grow, we can definitely link up whether you're, you know, in San Diego or, or anywhere in the world at this point. Yeah, definitely reach out to Kyle. And he is a master marketer in particular with video, although among a lot of other mediums as well. But I love, you know, we've done about, gosh, about 300 episodes and we've only done really a couple of episodes with people who talk video. And so I'm really excited to do that with you. Um, tell us a little bit about how, how, you know, how you think about using video, maybe what realtors Actually, what I'd love to do first is talk about mistakes that realtors make when producing video content, whether it's on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, whether it's on YouTube, um, TikTok, of course. Um, you know, what are realtors doing, in your opinion, that uh, you see and you're kind of go, that's that's not really working or that doesn't really help you, you know, improve your brand or get more leads? Yeah, I think the the original TikTok style of like doing the dance videos and like pointing <laughs> at things like that's played out. You don't need to do that anymore. Um, there's a like I follow Tristan Ahumada and Glenda yeah. Baker. Those are two of the people that I really like watch what they're doing. And I think they're doing it the right way. They're being true real estate professionals and they're providing valuable content and they're getting a lot of engagement on that content. So I look up to what they're doing. I think they're doing it the right way. I think the people that are trying to make, like trying to be viral, you shouldn't try to be viral. Um, I think you just look like an idiot. Like I literally see some of these videos and just literally facepalm when I watch these because it's just so painful. And you know, they're spending so much time trying to shoot these dumbass videos. Um, just focus on adding value and it's going to be far more successful for you than like, trying like watching a, 
you know, a Jake Paul video and trying to copy what he does or somebody, you know, one of these TikTok influencers, like, this is so stupid. Um, Really focus on adding value. Um, Because the way that I look at video is that, right, I could do a lot of different things when it comes to marketing. I could, you know, sit and, you know, circle prospect or call expires or call Fizbo's, right? Or I could go door knocking or I could do a lot of these things. The problem with those things is that the second I stop calling, it's over, right? Yeah. The second I stop door knocking, it's over. You're trading Where hours video, for, could, yeah. Yeah. Where if I could put out good quality video, that video is working for me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like I just went back through some of my old videos today and I got videos from like eight, nine years ago that are still getting views today. So there's this compound effect where every time you create a video, right? And you go from, you're shooting one video a week, which it's one video working for you. Cool. By the time the year's over, you got 52 videos that are all out there working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week to where theoretically you could stop shooting video and still get business from those. I can't stop calling expireds and still get business from them. I can't stop door knocking and still get business from it. Where video, once I create it, that content keeps working for me, whether I'm awake or I'm asleep, whether I'm in town or out of town, those videos are working for me all day long. Um, and so that's the way that I like to work is, is try to find ways to duplicate myself and be in, you know, multiple places at once. I mean, while we're shooting this podcast, I've got, you know, a hundred other podcasts I've been on that are on video that are all working for me right now. Can't do that with a lot of the other marketing messages and, and methods out there. It's a really strong point. It's, it's nice, sort of the old idea that it's not an old idea, but it's an important idea that, you know, real estate is such a transactional business. It's so, Hey, you know, I, like you were saying from, from business uh, acquisition, so I'm cold calling or I'm door knocking or I'm sending out mailers or whatever I'm doing. Um, and, you know, I, I get some sort of result from that, hopefully, but the moment I stop or go on vacation, those leads most likely are going to stop as well. So creating content that can live indefinitely. And, but then the question becomes, how do you create content that people care about? And the, that's, that's of course the, the challenge. Uh, to create content that's so insanely valuable that people are going to find it, share it, you know, engage with it. Um, so I'd love to talk about how you start to think about what type of content to create. You know, what what is your uh, thought process for where you want to go with your video marketing? For sure. Um, so the thing that we teach in the Media Merit Mastermind course is the foundational thing is to get two videos a month out to your database. So before I ever worry about trying to generate any new business, I want to focus on, right, if you've never, you know, read the Acres of Diamond story, like most of us are literally sitting on Acres of Diamond, but yes, we search all over the place trying to find diamonds when in reality, they're right underneath us right now. And in reality, when I say underneath us, they're sitting in inside of yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of us screw it up. I constantly... You know, I was just at one conference this week. I'm going to be at another conference next week. And every time I go, somebody tells me about like the hot new lead source. So right now, what do I do? I'm like, oh, I got to get on this. So-and-so said this one's working. So-and-so said that one's working. And, and that's what most of us realtors do. And meanwhile, we're neglecting this freaking thing that has hundreds, if not thousands of people that we already know inside of it. Why are we going and chasing new people all the time when we already have people we know that, and in order for somebody to do business with us, I got to know, like, and trust us. Odds are, Everybody who's in your phone book knows, likes, and trusts you. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have gave you their phone number. Um, they wouldn't be in your phone, right? So before we worry about anything new, let's focus on what we already have. And let's do that by staying engaged with those people via video content. Um, so we like to get two videos a month out to our database. And that's at a minimum. We're up to four videos a month for us. Um, but for most people starting out, two videos a month is a really good place to start. Um, we love to get market update videos. People really do appreciate getting a market update video. They want to know what's going on in the market. Um, so we get one of those out each month. And the key when you do a market update video is you don't want to go too heavy on the data because in all reality, like people have the data. They can go on Redfin. They can go on Zillow. The data exists. The value that we provide is interpreting that data and helping people understand what does it mean to them? Right. So anytime we do a video, we keep it three, maybe four data points max. Don't go into 10 data points. And then most importantly, when you shoot these videos and you guys can you know, pull up any of our market update videos on YouTube, we'll always finish the video and say, if you're watching this video and you're thinking about buying a home, here's what this means to you. And if you're thinking about selling a home, 
here's what this means to you, right? You got to help people understand, like, if I'm watching this and I'm thinking about buying, like, okay, that's cool. You just told me all this information, but like, what does that mean to me, right? With them, what's in it for me? Um, so you got to make sure that you do that in those market update videos. Don't just give a bunch of data and be like, all right, cool. Good to see you later. Like, you know, I no, want to pause you for a second because that is that is such an important point. And he just said something incredibly profound that will really help with conversion. So what Kyle just said is, is huge. And I'm, I'm just going to walk it back just for a moment because um, it's really a, such an amazing tip that I don't know that anyone's ever given on our show before, which is, hey, create some content, for example, market update stuff, give a few data points, don't overwhelm the audience with, with too much content, uh, just give them a couple of things that they might be interested in learning. And then in addition to that, say, here's what this means for you, or here's what this could mean for you. If you're thinking about buying or selling, you know, X, uh, and I, I'm sorry to, to stop your flow there, but that was such an important and critical point. I just wanted to, to put a to sort of hammer it a bit because it's so critical. I'm sorry, go right ahead. Yeah. No, and, and the other thing that, and I don't even know if you realized it when you were saying it or when I was saying it, is when we shoot these videos, I'm not saying, hey, all you San Diegans, hey, everybody out there, like I'm talking to you, right? right? If you are watching this video and you are thinking about buying a home, here's what it means to you, right? Talk to the individual, especially when you're using those words, when you're saying you, like look at the camera, like make eye contact, pretend like you're literally staring at somebody's eyes when you say these things. Um, it, it People want to feel connected. And when they feel like you're talking directly to them, they're gonna feel a lot better connection. But when you're sitting there talking about, hey, everyone, well, if any of you people out there, like nobody's watching in a group, nobody watches YouTube videos, like, hey guys, we all gotta watch this video, let's huddle up. Like they're watching it on their phone, right? Or they're maybe watching it on their computer, but they're watching it by themselves. So talk to that one person who's watching it by themselves. You'll make a much deeper connection with them. Um, so market update videos, we think those are super crucial, especially because we're in a, you know, a wild market right now. Um, you know, and it's, it's volatile, which people are actually craving that information more when we have a market that is shifting like it is today. Um, people crave that content even more. So that's a big part of it. And then we like to do, we recommend you do one FAQ video a month, FAQ frequently asked question. So something I learned early in my career is that if there's any question you've been asked three times, you're going to get asked it 300 times over the course of your career. So you might as well shoot a video about it. And the cool thing is you can shoot that video one. So you can, when a client asks a question, you can be like, oh, that's a great question. I actually just shot a video on that. And you could send that. But again, think about if people are asking you this question, guess what they're doing? They're going on Google and they're Googling that question too. Well, guess who owns Google? Or I guess who owns YouTube is Google. And so when somebody Googles a question, a lot of the time what pulls up is a YouTube video response. So if you know the questions that people are asking in your market, you should probably shoot videos answering those questions because now what will happen is people will find your video answering the exact question that they had and like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Like we should call him. So one, you can generate leads from that by answering questions people have that their existing realtor is not able to answer. So they're seeking out the answer online. Um, in addition, when you have people who are thinking about working with you, you start to become a valuable resource because now you're sending them content, answering the questions like, how did he know I was wondering about that? Well, because all my clients keep asking me the same question. So I might as well shoot a video and answer it, not just for that client, but for everybody. Um, so those videos, those are the, really the two foundational videos um, that we recommend people get out every single month. Um, and there's different ways to do it, right? We, I'm big on layering things because I understand some people are, you know, in my shoes where I'm extremely busy and I have no time, but we're selling a lot of homes. So I have more money. So I'm willing to pay more money because I don't have the time. So I use a service like viral marketing, uh, V-Y-R-A-L. So I use those guys and I pay them money, but they take a lot of the work off my plate. They, I shoot the video, they do the editing, they do the copywriting, the distribution, they send the reporting, like they do all the work. Cool. Well, maybe you have no money. Maybe you're brand new and, and you're, you, you literally can't rub two nickels. You go, cool. There's, there's free solutions, right? There, there's free ways to do this with something like Soapbox, which is a video distribution service that's free. So you could use something like Soapbox. And I think MailChimp has like a free option. So you could record your video in Soapbox, use the free version of MailChimp, and you could do it that way. And then there's a middle option, which is like a bomb bomb. 
BombBomb's a you know, kind of an all-in-one solution. So you can record the videos, um, you can you know build your email list, you could do it all in there. So regardless of where you're at, whether you're on, you know, you've got tons of check equity and don't have any time for sweat equity, cool. Let's do it with viral or, or you're on the other end where you have no check equity, but you got time. So you can put that sweat equity in and do soapbox and MailChimp, or you're somewhere in the middle and maybe bomb bombs your solution. But no matter what, there's no excuse to not do it because, you know, Chet Black's one of my coaches. And one of the things he always talks about is like my shitty video, regardless of how good your video is, my shitty video will outperform your non-existent video every day of the week. It's a so really good point. Don't obsess over how good your video is. Just get the damn videos out there. Yeah, and, and our phones now are so sophisticated with the cameras that most of us have uh, that, you know, turning the cam turning the phone around and, and hitting the record button is probably still going to produce a pretty watchable image. Um, and the audience too, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about expectation uh, from audience because I know a lot of our listeners and viewers are probably, you know, a little... Uh, fearful about putting themselves on video. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I stumble over my words? What if, and the reality of it is, is it probably endears you more to your audience when you make mistakes and when you don't look perfect, because guess what? Nobody's perfect anyway. So this idea that we have to have perfect lighting, although certainly would be awesome to have that. Uh, but I think people relate more to the imperfections. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on imperfect video versus, um, you know, well shot, edited and, and polished video. For sure. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Facebook Live for the reason being that one, it is like the questions we get asked all the time, what camera, what lens, what microphone, what editing software, like it's this, right? Yeah. This is my camera. This is my lens. This is my microphone. This is my editing. Facebook Live is my editing software. Yeah. Because all I do is I go on there and I hit the live button and it's just record. And the beauty of Facebook Live is that there is zero expectation of perfection on a Facebook Live. <laughs> like point. if somehow somebody has a Facebook Live and everything is perfect, it's almost weird. You're almost yeah. like, what the hell is this all like staged? Like this, right. this looks odd. It's expected that it's not, you're not going to have the best audio. The camera is going to be shaky. It's probably going to, you're going to be holding it yourself. So it's going to be like two feet from your face. So all they're going to see is like just your face, um, you know? And so I love Facebook Live. I think it's a great way to go because it's just going to be very real, very authentic. And the bar is very low as far as what people expect in a Facebook live video. So I think it's a really good way to go. I'm the kind of person where like, if you're scared of heights, you go skydiving. If you're scared of the ocean, you go shark diving. And if you're scared of video, you go Facebook live diving, like just dive into it and just hit the damn live button and talk. Um, you'd be amazed what happens when you just go live. And honestly, live is better because what I see people do when they do want to shoot a video, I see people post screenshots sometimes and you look at their like photo gallery and you could see the like 25 times they tried to shoot the video and didn't like it and re-recorded it and re-recorded yeah, it and re-recorded sure. it. Don't do that. I used to do that too. When, when I would shoot video for, for a different industry I was in, I, it had to, it had to be perfect in my mind. And I had ended up doing 25 takes. And then I realized nobody cares. <laughs> really, they just care about the quality of the content. And, and that's, and so you said something really profound earlier. And I just want to really quickly circle back to that to, to make sure our audience heard it. Kyle just said something really, really critical, which when I was, we were just asking about what kind of content he thinks about. And if you are, if, if you like, if you're taking Kyle's advice and you're doing two to four videos a month, which you absolutely can and should do, um, and you have this great phone that can take a, a decent uh, shot and you go, okay, now what, what kind of content should I be providing? Well, just think about questions you get asked on a regular basis. I mean, that will give you an unlimited amount of content. So you will never have to worry about, oh my gosh, what do I talk about these days? So I just wanted to really uh, just circle back to that for a second, because that will solve the content problem for you. If, if you have nothing else to talk about, just think about your last three uh, questions from clients. Yeah. And I mean, just put whether you have like a notepad or, you know, whatever system you use to keep notes, like every time an idea pops in your head, just put it on that, you know, task list or that notepad or whatever it is that you use. Because if you're like, oh, I got a great idea for video. And then you don't write it down the next day. I'm like, Shh, what was that thing I was thinking about? And you can't remember it. So like anytime an idea pops in your head, just throw it on that list. Just throw it on there, throw it in the notepad, throw it on your task list um, so that you have this kind of like, depository of where you put these ideas and then you can make withdrawals from that you know that bank whenever you need to when you have a video idea and if you can't come up with a video idea just post on Facebook and say hey friends what are what questions do you have about the real estate industry or the real estate market 
and let your friends on, you know, Facebook and Instagram tell you what to do videos about. Yeah. I also want to talk about podcasting because obviously we're on a podcast and you have a, a podcast as well. Um, I'd love to talk about where you see the opportunity there for realtors, because a lot of people can can sort of understand, a lot of realtors can think, well, I can understand turning my phone around, shooting a Facebook Live, which is scary because I'm working without a net, or I'm pre-recording something with my phone and, and posting it to Instagram or Facebook. So I, I can sort of wrap my mind around that because I've done that before. Most of us have probably done something like that, but starting a podcast might seem particularly daunting or overwhelming or challenging, or, hey, I'm not a broadcaster. I can't do that, or I don't know how to do that. Or uh, So I'm curious on your thoughts about you know what your opinion is about agents starting podcasts and and you know what the opportunity is yeah so i mean obviously we're on a podcast we run a podcast so i'm a big podcast fan um as far as doing a podcast locally for your local community i think it's tough i'll just be honest i've i've racked my brain trying to figure out how do i run a local podcast that's truly going to get engagement i don't know that it's the easiest thing um it's, I would it's, the, it's the greatest do. idea that's hard to execute. And what Kyle's really talking yeah. about is if you live in in a, in a particular area, creating a podcast specific to, you know, uh, you know, whatever is going on in that area is in theory, an awesome idea. And you could, for example, just start interviewing local businesses and doing that. And in theory, it's amazing, but boy, is it hard to get people to pay attention. Yeah, I think that's hard on the local level. That's why we're big on the video side of it. Um, I mean, the thing that we're most known for is going out and creating videos with local businesses and restaurants. Yeah, much better. Uh, and doing that all via video. I mean, that's what's really, you know, put us on the map and got us the recognition we have. Um, we've shot hundreds of episodes of local businesses and restaurants, and that gets a lot of traction. I think it's hard without the visual element on yeah. that, um, which is why I think it's got to be done on video. But if you're, you know, running something, obviously, like we're at EXP, we want to attract agents all around the country. So if I can do things to pour in and add value to other agents' lives, and they find that attractive, and maybe they're attracted to join me, um, or if I'm running other businesses, or other businesses, or I have courses that I sell, or um, you know, things where I'm, I'm trying to reach a, a more broad, large audience then I think you can really dive into the podcast. And I mean, at the end of the day, a podcast just has to add value for the listener. So, um, you know, one of the things we teach is like this whole acronym for scripting videos. And part of it applies, whether it's video podcast or really any marketing thing out there, the whole acronym is called great ass. But the <laughs> ass part of it is every time you're creating a piece of content, you need to have ass in mind. So we came up with something that's kind of catchy. It's hard to forget it. So um, A is for audience. So anytime I'm creating a piece of content, so let's say it's a podcast in this example, like I have to know who is the audience. Who do I want to actually consume this content? So first I got to have an audience. Second, I got to determine what is the situation that that audience is facing. Um, so let's just say, you know, a really good, situation right now is people's forbearance is ending on their mortgage like that's that's a situation a lot of people are facing and then i gotta have what's the solution for that situation they're facing and so you know that whether it's a podcast episode or a video right doing something that's geared towards homeowners who have their forbearance that's ending and you're going to provide the solutions to help them avoid foreclosure like that's a killer freaking video topic right now um, you know, and again, if you're doing a podcast, whether you're doing it for yourself locally, or you want to share some of those solutions with other agents so that they can then go and implement that in their market. I think that that's a killer topic. So that would be an example of like how you come up with that ass acronym is audience situation and solution. And the same thing goes, if it's a, a postcard, you should be thinking about that. If it's a podcast, if it's a video, um, you know, if it's a flyer that you're delivering, Anything that you do, you should always have those three things in mind. Yeah, that's really important. Let's just go over that one more time, um, the, the, sort of the, the acronym. So if you don't mind, give us the ASS acronym once more. Yeah, so ASS is audience. Who is this content for? Situation. What's the situation that the audience is facing? And then the solution to their situation. So audience, situation, solution. I love it. And I'm going to ask Kyle in just a moment about going viral and the importance of uh, of 
virality of, of creating content that is accepted by the masses or not worrying about that. But before we do that, I want to just pause and mention our sponsor for this episode, which is Follow Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this show, you know what? CRM is used by more than any other for by our amazing guests. Of course, it's Follow Up Boss. Let's face it, following up is the key, <laughs> excuse me, to taking your business to the next level. Follow Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time with less effort. Don't take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., uses Follow-Up Boss, and he has built a $1.5 billion business in six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 different systems. You can keep your current tools and lead sources, and they have seven-day-a-week support, so you'll get the help you need. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering and keeping it real listeners a 30-day free trial. That's twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh yeah, no credit card required, but only if you use the special link, which is followupboss.com com forward slash real that's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial follow up like a boss with follow-up boss okay kyle thank you for indulging me there um let's talk about the i'll i'm gonna call it the myth of going viral um i'll tell a story uh real real quick story uh i used to be a, a blogger not not in the real estate. I, I wrote humor and and I had a somewhat moderately successful uh, following with with my dopey uh, little little uh, website. And I wrote a story. Um, I went in, uh, to a Tony Robbins event many many years ago and sort of wrote a, a fun take on on my experience there. And I didn't think anything of it, um, but whoever runs Tony Robbins' sort of PR uh, side of his business must have somehow got an alert that there was a, you know, a blog post that, um, that was seen by, by people. And they retweeted this, the, my story, and Tony himself re retweeted it, which back when Twitter was a lot more important um, than it is today. Um, this was incredible for me because at the time I was probably averaging about a thousand hits a day, which was still pretty substantial for just a, you know, bozo like me. Um, but when he, when he, when he retweeted it to his, I don't know, several million followers, I got an instant, uh, about 30,000 people hit my website within about 10 minutes, which was very exciting. Um, but also uh, what I noticed, um, and, and I'm curious if, if you, uh, you know, have a, a sort of similar thought about it, but what happened about two days later was that my traffic went right back down to where it was pre, pre uh, Tony Robbins sending out my tweet. So unless I were just to create amazing content that he would tweet out every day, which of course never happened again, um, I was like, oh, and, and again, I, uh, 30,000 uh, views maybe isn't, doesn't, isn't seem like a lot, at, but back then it was a lot for me. And I realized, okay, I'm back to normal now. And I'm curious on what your thoughts are about views, because I know a lot of our listeners might also be thinking, well, what if no one watches my stuff? Um, what if I'm not getting engagement? Um, and, and how do you sort of help them through that? Or what do you tell them when, when they're worried about, you know, view count and things like that? Yeah, I mean, those are just vanity metrics. Um, I, I couldn't care less about those. I just want to be consistent because you never know like what piece of content is going to connect with somebody. Um, the best example I could give is the first video series we did was called Santee Saturdays. Um, Santee is one of the communities we work in here in San Diego. And we interviewed like every different type of business under the sun. And we did 100 episodes. And I ended up landing a $4 million listing Oh. And it was from one of the least watched videos of the entire series because it was on like a senior community. And right. it was just not an exciting interview in any way, shape or form. Like the people who we were interviewing weren't, you know, lively people. Um, the people who live in senior communities aren't exactly on social media and YouTube to watch the content. So like the view count was ridiculously low. But all it took was one person watching it had a $4 million home. And there you go. Right. So it's, it's not, I mean, we've had a video with 3 million views on it. This maybe had 3000 views, like a, you know, a fraction of what we've seen on other videos, but it connected with the right person at the right time with the right message. And here we go, you know, monster six figure commission coming in. Um, so that's the thing that that's probably the best example I could give personally, having been through it is it's not about every video being a banger as we call them. Like you're going to have some that are, you know, not going to get much traction at all. And that's fine, but don't just stop. Like, I mean, most of us have been in a relationship in our life. Like if we stop the first time somebody rejected us, like nobody would ever get married, nobody would ever have kids, right? Like 
we you don't stop because you have like one bad video you don't stop because you get you know turned down one time in your life like you keep going um and so that's that's the best advice i could give and in all honesty like what i'm actually more obsessed with today is less i don't even want 3000 video views on a video i just want one right. and i'm shooting a lot more one to one video right now which would be a video from me directly to you not to anybody else nobody's ever going to see it that one-to-one -one video, I would argue, is more important right now than my 3 million view video. Um, because if I can connect with you with the, the right message, right time, like, you know, we do videos for people's birthdays because what does everybody else do on people's birthdays is they send like a happy birthday, dude, HBD, because we're freaking lazy. Like all I'm worth is three letters to you on a <laughs> Facebook post. Like, you know, but what if you actually just go through Facebook every day, it tells you whose birthday it is, shoot each person a personalized video. What, yeah, that that, do? what is what does that take 20 seconds 30 seconds yes, 30 and... seconds max is the limit on facebook so like yeah. what if you just shot everybody every day that had a birthday a quick video message and it could be the exact same video five times in a row they don't know the difference but just shoot them a personal video they're gonna remember it because if you're watching this podcast right now if you got a video message which most of you never didn't get one on your last birthday but let's assume you did get one on your last birthday I bet you within a split second, you could tell me who it was who sent you that video. Yeah. Like you would remember it instantaneously. And you don't remember you did, the, right. If you, if did you got one, one, you don't remember the 500 HBD messages you got. Or, or the 500 holiday cards you're about to get this, this, this winter. Um, you're, you're, you're going, you, yeah. And, and so that the idea of the video messages is brilliant because uh, literally, yeah, you might've got one. I've never received any ever. Um, and I have a, a pretty healthy following. So most people have never received that ever. And so that's yep. a, such a great point. I, I want to also mention just, just that you just triggered something in me to re remind our audience that LinkedIn really does a cool thing. If you go into LinkedIn and you go to your notifications and it really just is, what it does is it really tells you about four things. It tells you when somebody's birthday is. So Facebook does that too. So not a big deal there, but LinkedIn, you might have different connections there. So it tells you the birthday, not such a great thing because everybody wishes you happy birthday via you know LinkedIn on your birthday. It just gets lost in the shuffle. But there's also work anniversaries. There's when somebody starts a new job and there's also... Um, uh, when somebody gets a promotion, right? So like, those are great reasons. Now you don't have to do it on LinkedIn, right? If you want to send somebody a, Hey man, I just saw you got a promotion. You could do that on Facebook. You could do that on a text message. Um, but that's another great reason to do a one-to-one. -one. 100%. Yeah. We love doing it for that. Um, obviously, you know, we all know plenty of people who are getting COVID. So shooting them a message because yeah. anybody who's had COVID knows it sucks. You feel like super freaking isolated. You can't go anywhere really publicly nobody can come hang out with you so like shooting people a, a heartfelt message when they're in that like isolation that could be huge um when people have you know big accomplishments like you mentioned shoot them a message for that um congratulations type messages um and then also like one of the guys in my office his dad passed away recently and it's like mm. i could you know what do you send him prayer hands or send him like our condolences if you need anything i'm here for you like what if you actually shot a heartfelt video in that moment right like that's gonna have such an impact for that person that they will never ever forget it plus you could show your true emotion in that video because when you just get the like condolences sorry for your loss rest in peace god's be like whatever like those, those messages are so meaningless. You don't even remember a single one of them, but the person who sends you a heartfelt message and, you know, in a, a difficult time in your life, you are going to remember that. And it's going to endear you. I mean, we're, now we're talking about intimacy and, and Kyle, it just really shifted from, you know, talking about creating videos for the masses, creating content that would be seen by a wide variety of people and his ASS method to, to sort of create that content. And now he's also saying, in addition to that, let's work on one-on-one-to-one. -on -one. And we've all been conditioned in the last two years to do one-on-one-to-one -on -one videos. So this isn't even weird anymore. There's nothing weird about it. Everybody's on Zoom. Everybody's been doing this, no matter what industry they're in, or even if it's just talking to family members they couldn't see other through than through video screens. There has never been a better time to start getting comfortable having these one-to-ones. Yeah, I mean, the one that's really that I think about a lot, right, in this, this world that we live in today is, 
mental health is a serious freaking thing, right? I mean, there's how many stories are there of people who took their own lives or took other people's lives, like, because of mental health, like, when you see people who are posting things where you could tell like, Hey, no, something's that's off. a little bit out of character for that person. I don't know about that. Like one call them, but people in those moments, a lot of times won't answer the phone. They don't want to yeah. talk to anybody. That's, that's a, like, I've studied a lot of psychology in school. Um, people don't want to talk to people when they're in those, right. those moments. But what if you could shoot them a video? Like, what if you could shoot some like, Hey man, I know you're going through some difficult times right now. Like I just want to let you know I'm here for you. I freaking love you. I've known you for so long. You've been an amazing friend to me. You mean the world to me and to my family. And, and I just want to let you know I'm here for you. I love you. If you need to get out, you need to talk. You want to grab a beer. You want to, you know, go do some drugs, whatever you're into, man, I'm here for you. Like, I just want to let you know that. And just shoot that message. Like that message could literally save somebody's life. If you could send that message at the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. It's like intimacy. The scariest thing for, for most of us is vulnerability because it opens us up to rejection, to getting hurt. Um, you know, we're bearing, uh, uh, you know, some, some tender parts of us that people can take advantage of, or people can dismiss. But the, the irony is most people don't when you're, when you have the courage to be vulnerable, they, uh, you know, that's, that's what they're craving as well. And that's what intimacy is actually built on is vulnerability. So Kyle just said something worth its weight in gold in business and just in your personal life is that uh, having the courage is really all you need to, to, to be authentic and, and to care about someone, especially now when people are still pretty isolated, um, you know, whether they're sick or just, you know, worried about the Delta variant and, you know, just not able to get out as much. Um, this is a great time to really deepen those relationships with, with, with your prospect list, your customers, your clients, just go to, Hey man, how's everything going? Like, are you back in the office? Are you still working at home? Like what's going on? Are are, how are you handling the kids? Are, are they back in school? I mean, these are all things that that realtors oftentimes just, you know, you do that with your close friends, but you don't maybe think to do that with the people that are in your prospect list. And maybe, maybe no one else is reaching out to them. And that, that, like you were said, it, at, the, at, at its most extreme, it could save a life. Um, but even at, it, at its least, less extreme, it could just deepen the relationship. They're like, wow, that guy cares about me. That's huge. And when you care about somebody, they're never going to work with another realtor. Exactly. And it's got to come from the heart too. Don't just do this. Be like, oh, I watched yeah. a podcast. Kyle said, do this. So I'm doing. Hey, what's <laughs> up? Happy birthday. Have a going by. Hey, what's up, everybody? But like, you know, put put some effort into this and actually mean it. Um, but yeah, it's never. That's the thing too. Is never assume like, oh, well, everybody else is doing it, so I don't need to. Like, oh, they're not. They're going to get a bunch of these. They're going to get a bunch of like HBDs on their birthday. They're yeah, not going to get it. a bunch of personalized videos on their birthday. So just do it. If you're even thinking like, should I send this person? Yes, that's the answer. Always just short little videos. 10, 15, 20 seconds. That's it. You don't need to sit here and go on like a monologue, just, just to check in with people. It goes such a long way. Um, you know, and same thing when you get a new lead, like shoot them a freaking video, like, Hey, what's up? It's Kyle whistle. just wanted to shoot a video. So you have a face to put with the name Zillow just connected us. I'll be reaching out on the phone real soon, but I just want to let you know, I'm a real human. I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'll call you soon. Like shoot that video. Or you have an appointment with somebody like that you only talk to on the phone. Like Hey, what's up? It's Kyle Whistle. I just want to shoot a video, have a face put with the name. We're going to be meeting tomorrow at four o'clock. Just want you to know the suit I looked for. I drive a white car. I'll see you there. Like, just shoot them that. You're, you humanize yourself. You become like a real person. Because um, I've literally, I, one of my agents told me a story one time where like he set an appointment to go show a property to somebody and he shows up like at the set appointment time and people are walking out of the house and he's like standing around waiting, waiting. Nobody's showing up and people walk out of the house and then they're like, hey, are you Jared? And he's like, yeah. The, and they're walking out with the other realtor because they didn't even know who to look for. Like they didn't even know who Jared was. They went through with the realtor who just finished showing it because they didn't even know who to freaking look for. Like you might want to send people a picture, at least hopefully a video of your face. So when you're meeting them for the first time, you don't have that awkward, like, is that her? Is that him? I don't know. Like, don't do that. Like, and and that is awkward. Funny. And it's so easy that you can literally just do that the night before an appointment and say, hey, I'm super excited to meet with you tomorrow. I just wanted to let you know what I look like so that, you know, you're not scanning the, the coffee shop looking for, for somebody that looks like a realtor. Um, but Boy, you know, and I want everyone to pause for a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause the, the podcast uh, uh, flow for a moment. And I want you to think about how do we, how are you thinking about Kyle right now as, as, a, as a person, right? And I want to make this really important point because Kyle has done something extraordinary in this conversation that 
most of our guests have never done, which is he just talked about something that was really important to him and he got vulnerable and he talked about the importance of mental health and, and you could hear how sincere he was and how important it was to him to talking about reaching out to people when you see that you suspect they might be struggling. And I want you to think about what you now, how you now view Kyle, um, it, because I guarantee that most of you feel very, very positive and warm towards Kyle. And it was not a, some sort of calculated move. He was speaking from the heart. And if you can learn how to put more of your heart into your communication, like Kyle does, um, and this is just who Kyle is, right? So Kyle's probably like, well, that's just who I am. But, but that's how and why he is part of the number one team in San Diego, because he is who he is and he's not afraid to, to talk about some of those, those things. And he puts that stuff into his content. And that is a significant thing. So Kyle, I apologize for, for taking over the, the conversation for a moment, but I just wanted to, to honor you for that because that is a substantial thing. And, uh, and I, I really appreciate your courage there. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I think there's being real and authentic. I mean, that's, that's where we're going here with video too, is don't try to like emulate somebody else. Don't try to talk the way I do or you do or, yeah. or anybody else does like, just be real, be super freaking authentic. I'm from San Diego. Like I say, dude, I say, bro, I say, what's up? Like, that's how I talk here. Um, you know, and somebody who's from the Bronx is going to talk totally differently and that's fine. Like talk, however you talk, in person in your videos because the person they see in the video should be the same person they meet with is if they're not and there's a misalignment there's not going to be business that's done so stay true to who you are like the the best analogy i can give in this world today is like no matter who flies the red flag in a couple years everybody that flies the blue flag is not going to like that and vice versa right like that's the society we're in today like 50% of people are not going to like somebody just cuz they fly the blue flag and or the red flag that's just the way that it is today. So the sooner you accept no, that no matter what you do, 50% of people aren't going to like you, the better off you're going to be. Because the 50% of people that do like you are going to be truly endeared to who you are. And that's the kind of person that they want to work with. So stay true to who you are in the videos, show emotions, show passion, if that's how you are. And if you are completely monotone and, and very soft-spoken, then, then be that. Because there's people that are going to love that too. Not everybody wants the big flamboyant person. Some people want the just very slow measured person because that's how they are. And whoa, that, that guy over there is too much for me. But this girl over here who's nice and quiet, like this is how I roll. That's the kind of person I want to work with. Cool. That's fine. Be you. Stay true to who you are. That's really smart too. And, and the algorithms from the social media companies who are serving up this content to their audience, you know, the, the, the public will say are selecting content that their algorithms are smart enough to know are going to more than likely than not resonate with that person. So you don't really, like as Kyle was saying, don't have to worry about who's not going to be interested because odds are the systems in place are going to self-select those people out. They're not even going to see your content most most likely anyway. So the people are going to get it hooked on your stuff. I mean, people who listen to this show, our audience, people listening right now, they like what we put together. The people that, I'm sure tons of people listen and they're like, that's not very valuable. I'm tuning out. And yeah, I wish everyone loved it because you know I would love to have everybody uh, in, in the country listening, but that's not realistic. And, and, and it's okay that people who like it really like it. Um, and don't worry about who doesn't like it. And, and the people who don't like it aren't just aren't, they're not going to watch it. Uh, they're going to watch it for 10 seconds. They're never going to watch it again. Um, but I want to, I want to wrap up because Kyle is absolutely insanely busy. I could talk to him all night, but that wouldn't be fair to him and his team because he is the number one team in San Diego and they are busy. They've done thousands and thousands of transactions. So if anyone is uh, looking to work with a realtor. Maybe you're listening to this show and you're not a real estate agent, but you're just looking to work with a good agent, the best agent maybe in San Diego. Kyle and his team would love the opportunity to work with you. So he, you know, whether you're an investor, you're just a regular uh, person buying their first home, or, or you know, you your realtor just isn't a doing a great job for you, and you want to work with a great team. Uh, Kyle Whistle and his team would love the opportunity to chat with you. But for most of our audience, you are realtors, and if you want to 
work with somebody like Kyle. And I know if I was practicing real estate in San Diego, he would be my first call because he understands branding, marketing. He's a, he's a great guy, as you can tell through this. And he's just got great systems that he's willing to teach that to you. So definitely reach out to him if you're not getting the attention you need from your current firm. And oh, how about this? He actually gets leads and provides them to his agents. Nobody does that. Very few people do that. Very few firms do that. Our firm doesn't do that. His, his group does. That is amazing. So definitely check him out as well. And also, we want to talk about his um, his his service that he provides to anyone, which is called the, uh, Ma the Media Mayor Mastermind. This is a video training course. Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've had a full-time videographer now for seven years. We've created thousands of videos that have had millions of views. We've done tons and tons of business from these and it's helped establish us as the number one agent in our county and number one video influencer in North America. So we decided like, hey, let's take all the things we've learned over the last seven years and let's share that. And we put it all into a digital course. Um, you can go to the whistleway.com and you can check that course out. Um, but it's literally everything we've learned how to prepare for the videos, how to shoot the videos, how to distribute the videos, how to get leads from the videos, all different types of videos, whether it be one-to-one -one videos, community videos, um, you know, talking head videos, email videos, all of the different types of videos, as well as podcasting. Um, so you want to get into that as well, really teaching you how to add a media wing to your business. Um, because like I said, the content you create, this content is working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So creating content is one of the best ways to really grow your business. So if you want to go deeper on creating more media, we'd love to have you be a part of the course. Um, one of the really cool things we talked about, you need to get you know two videos out a month. Well, we actually give you four videos every single month. We'll give you the video that we've shot, that we've distributed on our team, so you have an example to follow. Plus, we'll give you the outline that we used when we created that video, so you can now do that exact same video in your own words, in your own way, and distribute that out to your database. So love to have you guys be a part of it, thewhistleway.com. And we should also mention that, you know, anyone can put a video course together, but not anyone is going to be named the number one video influencer in North America by BombBomb. And if you're not familiar with BombBomb, that is what they do. They are, that is all they do is video marketing. And for them to, <laughs> to name Kyle as their number one sort of representative of how it should be done is a huge, huge feather in his cap. So go to thewhistleway.com. I couldn't uh, more strongly encourage all of our agents to, if you're looking to step up your video game or just looking to get into video, and you absolutely should, because you are missing out on the existing leads, as Kyle started out by saying, there are people in your database that you don't even realize are going to transact in real estate in the next 12 months. And if you don't consistently get your content in front of them, they may just forget that you're there, that you're a realtor. So this is a great way to stay in touch in a very soft way. Uh, or you can do the one-on-one -on -one stuff, as we mentioned as well. So check out the whistleway.com and Kyle will teach you all of his strategies and secrets about video, uh, video marketing. Kyle, thank you so much for being on the show. I know how busy you are, and I know that this uh, was, we went a bit long, so I appreciate your time. Um, on behalf of Kyle and myself, we want to thank our audience. We appreciate everyone for sticking around, listening to this great interview, and we ask that you just do one quick thing. Tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from hearing this amazing conversation with Kyle and send them a link to our show. Easiest way to do that, send them right over to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done can be streamed right there. Um, or if they are a, a podcast person and you know that about them, have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real and hit that subscribe button. Uh, Kyle, uh, and on behalf of our audience, we want to thank Kyle for being on our show and sharing all these unbelievable secrets. Uh, we'll have to have Kyle back because we could. I could talk to you all night, uh, but I know you're busy and we, I really wanted to get into your pot belly rescue, but let's plug um, the uh, the nonprofit that you founded, which is called Penelope's Purpose. Do you mind sharing just a quick moment uh, of exactly what that is? Because it's so interesting. Yeah, my wife and I, uh, we got our first pig like eight years ago. We got one of these little like micro teacup pigs that we've all like seen on TV with Paris Hilton and, and uh, 
Miley Cyrus. And the reality is there's no such thing as a mini pig or a teacup pig. So those tiny little pigs that you see on TV, they just conveniently forget to show you that those end up being like two or 300 pound pigs. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that when they get them, their pig ends up being huge. They can't have it anymore. They don't realize pigs uh, need a lot more attention than a dog or a cat. So if you don't give them attention, they could be destructive. And a lot of people are just stupid and get a pig without checking their zoning. Um, and then they end up getting popped by code compliance. So we founded a nonprofit to help rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome these pigs and find them new permanent homes. And so that's been a passion project for my wife and I. It's full 501c3, and that's what we like to do and, and kind of give back. And that's our way of doing it. Awesome. Well, we applaud you for your service there. Um, I, have a, I have a dog underneath my desk right now who has got a cone on, who's recovering from an eye illness. So I have a particular soft spot for anything related to, and she was a rescue as well. Um, so anyway, check out Penelope's Purpose, which is their pot-bellied pig rescue. Um, Kyle, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate your time. And uh, we will see everyone on the next episode. Thanks, Kyle. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,